Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash supernerdpals. With Audible, you get over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash supernerdpals. Sign up today. What's up, pals? Welcome to Super Nerd Pals, episode 139. I'm your host for today, Chris Sampson. I'm Andy Carasquillo. I'm Ian Cheeseburger. <laughs> Whoa! Cheeseburger Gudersky. Um, How nice of you I'm to s- join us. I'm Stan Gudersky, also known as the Hamburglar. Oh. <laughs> hey, so Chris, going, welcome guys? back. It's, yes, it's been three weeks. Um... The first week I was gone because of PAX Employed, and I don't remember why I missed the other week. I don't know. It's been weird. I'm stuck in a ghost dimension, but I'm back. It's, it's good to be back. Missed you guys. Missed you. Unfortunately, missed you. I, I missed Ryan. Ryan, come back. Like two ships but. passing in the night. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, how's, how, like, oh. Um, I just want to say, I'm still super jealous of you guys going to Anime NYC. It's like, I mean, I was living vicariously through you guys while listening to the episode, but uh, I wanted to be there so bad. I mean, I love I love PAX Unplugged, don't get me wrong, but I was so hyped at Anime NYC, and then I couldn't make it, so. Yeah, Chris, that, that was definitely a con for you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it was basically so named year. Chris Con. It was, yeah, it was basically it Chris Conn. Yeah. Um, and Andy, that that was super awesome of you to get Diva's voice actor to give a shout out and get a get for Sebastian. You're, oh yeah. You're such a you're you're a top tier friend, you know that? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anything else new besides anime NYC and a whole bunch of, you know, new stuff that we I mean, we have yet to cover yet? Well, I got a Tamagotchi. Tom- oh yeah, Tamagotchi <laughs> came back, right? Yeah. It's all it's awful. Listen, let me tell you Tom- something. Tamagotchi back to back complaining. Wait, so it's an it's it- a new week. It's time to complain about my Tamagotchi again. Um, it won't <laughs> shut up. Every every other hour, I feel it it just beeps at me to feed it or to clean up its poop. It's not mm-hmm. great. Can you still kill it if you don't clean up after it? I'm gonna find out. <laughs> no he's he's all right he's all right and named him his name is mr tom mr tom Agachi. oh i see what? anyway you want to That's... adopt them uh chris oh uh, i'm good <laughs> all right. okay, I, have, I have a question so did they literally just release the same tamagotchi they did from 20 years ago or is it like think... a brand tamagotchi 2.0 or it's, I think, I so I'm so iffy on my memories of the original Tamagotchi, but I, it's, like, smaller, I think, and it's got the original Japanese designs on it. So there's, like, teal and, like, watch face numbers and, like, a yellow, and then there's, like, a pink and blue one, and there's, like, a see-through blue one, but 
I don't know. I don't fucking know. All I know is that it just screams at me to feed it and to clean up its poop and doesn't offer anything in return. See, Chris, your your so reaction needy. your reaction was very different than Ryan's. When Stan told her if she wanted to adopt it, she went on Amazon and bought what was one. Ryan's reaction. <laughs> she just bought one. Yeah. Um. So let's hop on to the news bus, the news flash. Uh, pew pew! Whoosh! <gasps> Tiger! <laughs> Apricot! Uh, so, I, I believe you guys already talked about this, Ryan, but you want my take on the Infinity War trailer that dropped early this week. And no, it's been Chris! Smashing records. Chris! Two, oh, week, two, two weeks yes. ago. We're, we're in the future, remember? Oh, we're in the future. <laughs> wow, it was I'm so down. long ago, right? <laughs> Holy shit. I can't believe I had a Tamagotchi for so many weeks already and I haven't done it. I haven't I killed it. Stan, Stan, you should. You just let it, let it go, let it go, and bar your doors. I'm, I'm hoping like it's gonna be one of those things where I like find out that I can't live without it, like in those movies where they're like, just go, get out of here, and then the like the Tamagotchi (laughs) looks back at me, like the the egg turns around, and I'm just like, no, I can't do this anymore, and then I just take it back because I just like grown so attached to it over time. We'll see. I feel like that extremely one hundred and twenty five percent needs to be illustrated. Stan, I'm gonna say like 2017 is the darkest timeline, so you should send it away. It should come back with scars and the eye patch and swearing revenge on I, you. And you have to. I hate how much time we spent on Tamagotchi these two weeks. So please, Chris, how is Infinity War trailer? <laughs> um, it is so freaking overwhelming and dope, and I love. I mean, it was a bit emotional because, um, especially. I mean, I I guess it's. Disney Marvel, like knowing exactly what they're doing, tugging on those heartstrings. Whereas that voiceover saying, like, like X amount of years ago, we had a dream, we had a, we had like, it was like we had a, we had an idea. And, you know, this started all the way back in 2008 with Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. And if I remember the, this, uh, the story correctly, um, the Avengers movie wasn't. I don't think it was an idea right from the outset. I mean, because they were sh- taking a huge gamble on Iron Man and let alone Robert Downey Jr. I mean, now, yeah. you know, in retrospect, it's like, well, I mean, it's yes, he's an amazing choice. But back then, or even before that, you know, RDJ had a really troubled history with like drugs and like he, and now he's coming back like a phoenix. And well, I think, you know, I think Iron Man was his first work right out of rehab. I'd, I'm pretty sure too. And, yeah, and it just really paid off. And then um, at that point, I think the executives uh, or one of the directors were like, "Yeah, like, well, um, they wanted this. They wanted to set up a sequel just in case it did well, uh, just to leave themselves some room." So they decided to do. I was like, uh, "What should we do?" Oh, hey, let's get Sam Jackson as Nick Fury to come in, and um, I guess. They accidentally backdoored into the crazy success. It's like, well, now we have this entire sandbox. Uh, now we have to do uh, the Avengers movie, uh, which has been planting seeds for like for forever across. I don't know what, like sixteen movies, seventeen movies. The first seed we got was that um, the Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton came out after Iron Man, and that yeah. that post credit scene had Robert Downey Jr. in it talking to General Ross also- or whatever. And I think that was the first time we got because. Mm-hmm. When Iron Man came out, it was just Sam Jackson. I was like, "Oh shit, that's crazy." 
Mm-hmm. And but we didn't have any tangible crossover stuff because Sam Jackson, first time we saw him as Nick Fury was Iron Man, right? But then seeing yes. Robert Downey Jr. at the end of Hulk, that was like, holy shit, like that's crazy. Yeah, and I think the we, other... at the at the end of that also um was Molnir. Or I'm pretty sure. I think that's the end of Iron Man two was Molnir. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty I th- sure. I'm pretty sure that is, yeah. Yeah, Phil Coulson finds the hammer. I think it was I think it was the Edward Norton movie or it was one of the Hulk movies. I don't remember which one. It was, Definitely Edward, yeah, it was Edward Norton. Norton. But there there was a cameo where like like they saw like Captain America's shield, and this is um, or it was like Captain America, like it was some area where it was winter, and then you could freeze frame it, and you could make out Captain America frozen in ice somewhere. I, I'm pretty sure it was the Hulk movie, um, but uh, and with Thor Ragnarok, we got the the latest seed where in oh spoilers, I haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, and if you haven't, how dare Andy, you? How, how dare I you? Haven't. Oh wait, Andy. Have, okay, okay, Andy. You want, might want to leave. I mean, I don't. Spoiler. I don't care. I'm gonna okay. see it regardless. So there's a, a mid-credit scene where um, it had more Jeff Goldblum, and he was he was amazing. Uh, but the end credit scene, uh, the ship. Uh, well, um, basically, the Asgardians are on this arc, like this literal Noah's Ark archetype, where they. they Asgard got destroyed, and they're deciding to go back to Earth, and they get um, and then Loki and Thor are talking to each other, and all of a sudden this giant giant ship just looms down from above, and uh, at the time it wasn't so clear what that ship was supposed to be, um, but in a I think it was Kevin Feige, I think it was yeah it was Feige who confirmed later. At some press conference, uh, that the ship's name is called Sanctuary Two, so that was that was a, a giant flagship or warship belonging to Thanos. So uh, that was the latest seed, and now, and now we're just we're just seeing the most amazing sandbox of like every single Avengers character just on screen, just duking out and and just Thanos being super pimp and badass. Although I don't know why Thanos looks really. He's not wearing his me. hat. I don't know all. if they changed it's, his that's... appearance. Okay, yeah. is, that, is that literally that's it? That's pretty that much why, it. Like, like I, so people like, were like, yeah, Thanos' new it. look is so like what? How did they change him? They literally took his hat off. He's like never been hatless, like mm-hmm. ever. And in, in the comic books, mm-hmm. he never taken off his his like little parka hat or whatever, a little fur hat that you know you mm-hmm. wear in like Canada or whatever. He, like he's never taken that off until yeah. now. Did they switch mocap uh, actors? Because like he was originally played by oh god, um, wasn't the guy the guy who's now playing De- uh, Cable? He he used to play oh Josh Brolin, yeah, right. Josh Brolin was the mocap isn't guy he, for isn't he Thanos. Still Thanos? Thanos? The other ones. Or did they get they get somebody else to be? Thanos? Yeah, I don't I don't know why I maybe just. Like, maybe it literally is he has no hat i'm telling you that's it but like you it, put photo so photoshop that yeah. hat back on him you'd be like that's no it. it's it's literally him without a hat okay i was gonna say it's like um, and then i love how you know the internet does what it does best it just makes memes and rolls with it so they had there's this giant photoshop virality thing going on 
where they were photoshopping Thanos to look like Joss Whedon by adding a beard. Um, there's like a, there's one where Thanos was turned to Homer Simpson. So people, uh, I saw that. Was like, a lot of fun with that. I, I don't know if they originated it, but IGN posted a video that was like Stone Cold's like um, music video when he comes out to the ring, and it's like they spliced in the scenes of, of Thanos from Infinity War with the same filter as the rest of Stone Cold video. And it's just like, Thanos, Thanos, no. my God, Thanos. And it's just like the best thing. Because it, it fits I, so well. It just looks I just perfect. Want th- I want Thanos to like, just like, like shotgun some beers and just like, sh- and give somebody the stunner. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, But yeah, like, I think, I think, this is this is how marvel i mean it's it's unfair to say i mean we can get into it for justice league a little bit but i think this just shows how consistently marvel just really knows how to make a team-based movie and like this is not i mean team is not even serving it justice it's like this is like the entire universe in one movie and it seems to be seeming all together really well and you're you're gonna see like some crazy Lord of the Rings style action, like like Black Panther leading like thousands of the Wakandan warriors and 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 like just the the classic Avengers like sh- like splash panel action shot where we're all running and at like two forces or two walls of people just running at each other. Uh, I cannot wait and like the moments that just got me really like just got my heart stopped like hands down black panther's talking and he's like get this man his shield and then like rugged samurai jack beard-esque captain america stepping out of the shadows i was like holy shit so good i cannot wait um what are your guys favorite moments from that trailer i like when thanos just like straight up punches iron man in the face (laughs) his face just like like, lays him out just just falls i like that one a lot i also like um I like the scene that you described with Captain America stepping out of the shadows and there's just like so much of it. That's really awesome. Like the end with Thor and the guardians of the galaxy, just like the whole, the whole trailer was just filled with like really cool scenes. But I think my favorite is just when he just cold cocks fucking Iron Man. Like this is the best. <laughs> I want the whole movie to be like that where he just like starts laying people out left and right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Andy, how about you? Um, uh, Probably the scenes with Spider-Man. Um, see, yes. Being able to see Spider-Man on the same side of the Avengers and not in like Civil War where he's against half of them. Um, my real hype is it all lies on like how Thanos acquires the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, because in the trailer, he, he got two um, of them. Yeah, he got the the space gem, which I assumed he got. Uh, I guess this is also spoilers. Um, but in Thor Ragnarok, at the end, well near the near the end, uh, Loki's going through Asgard's relic room, um, and he passes by the Tesseract, and he, and then the trailer for Infinity War, you see him holding the Tesseract. Yeah. Um, and later in the trailer or early in the trailer uh thanos has one of the he has that blue stone so i guess he like jacked or or loki was working with thanos i feel like loki gave it to him Mm -hmm. i feel like he basically told loki like give me the infinity stone and i I won't i think it was like i it's too early to tell but i feel like 
Loki was definitely making an attempt at redemption at the end of Thor Ragnarok. And I think he just he took the the Tesseract because he's Loki. I don't think he had any really ulterior motives. But then Thanos shows up and Loki's just like, oh, shit, like he's come to collect his debt or whatever from the first Avengers movie. So he's like, shit, I have no choice. Like he's going to fucking fuck me up if I don't hand this over. And then it turns out to be this whole thing where everyone's like pissed mm. at Loki or something, or me. Yeah, and it's like I I did it to save you guys or or something or I did it to save you, brother. Or or, or he could just be Loki so, and just do a Loki type thing and just be like, haha, suckers, I was waiting. My um, other my other I, real question is like we've seen every single one of the gems except the soul gem. Which color is the soul gem? The is orange. It was right? it, yeah, it okay. that's the the uh, gem of friendship. It was with us all along. Cause so, go um, ahead. Um, I I I took a screen cap there from Twitter. Uh, there's this really really cool diagram that outlines like the in the current MCU like the locations and where the current status of of each stone. So. Let's see okay so the mind stone is was from loki scepter and now it's giving life and sentience to the vision um the reality stone or the red stone uh, it's also known as the aether that's it's currently with the correct uh it's currently with the collector uh so uh benicio del toro uh the space stone the test right the blue stone uh with loki but eventually will fall into uh thanos's hand uh, the purple one, that's the Power Stone. Um, so in the trailer, Thanos also had the Power Stone. Um, apparently, the Nova Corps got this. Oh, yeah, the Nova Corps yeah. has it uh, at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm really curious about that, uh, of how he got it. Did he destroy like Nova Prime again, or did he did like the Guardians? Or maybe that's how the Guardians enter. Um, so you have the Green Stone, the Time Stone, or the Eye of Agamotto with Dutch Strange, and uh, like, like so far, like like Stan mentioned, there's no word yet about the Soul Stone or the Orange Stone. Well, there's also one of the gems, isn't it? Currently with Vision. That's that's the 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 Mind Stone, the Yellow Stone. The Vision's it's it's embedded in his head right now. Yeah. Yeah, and the the soul stone is embedded okay. in in Peter Parker's heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's super cool. I'm like I said last week, super hyped for this. I cannot cannot wait to see hyped. it. Mm-hmm. I I've yet to see a movie in 40x, but like the Last Jedi. And Black Panther, and especially Avengers: Affinity War. Like, if I could somehow swing tickets and get up to New York City to see it in 40x, and oh gonna have God, Thanos I, punch you IRL. His fist just comes through yes, the screen and yes. just lays you out. Yes. <laughs> I I would yes I would pay money for that, and I would pay money again just to just to uh, now I know that I'm expecting the punch. I I'm excited. Um. Oh, Andy, did you say what was your favorite m- moment in the trailer? The Spider-Man yeah. scenes. Okay, that's right, Spider-Man. Oh my god, that suit looks so dope. I love it. 
Uh, so any other thoughts before thanks, we move Thanks on? for giving us your take. Hell yeah. So I am super hyped for this too. So thank you guys for, for putting it on the... Thought about you when plus. I did it. Batman... Oh, no problem. Oh, oh my god. Batman freaking Ninja... The the next DC well not well I, I mean I, I guess it's falling under the DCAU imprint but uh, the next animated Batman movie Batman Ninja Batman's returning to anime he's he's been he's been here before um, many years ago I think two thousand Gotham Knight yeah two thousand eight or or nine so uh, right before when Dark Knight came out you had Gotham Knight. So it was uh, made by the same guys who did the Animatrix. So it was a series of vignettes set in between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Um, each involved, oh, each being directed and animated by a different creator or different artists or creative, or creative studio. Um, and it was really, really cool. Uh, but now, holy shit, like Batman Ninja is coming out with the most, cr- like the cr- legit, like, the, the, the talent it's on this got, team is mind-blowing. The script have, writer from Gurren Lagann and Kill a Kill. Um, Kill, a Kill you got, well. like, the, the director is like the guy who, who directed the <clears throat> openings for the Jojo Bizarre Adventure anime. Character designs from the guy from yeah. Afro Samurai. Like, holy shit. And, like, even the voice cast is crazy. Um, so, I, I... At least I'm... I, I haven't gotten the full voice cast listed, but like at least the main play or what some of the main players. So Batman, he's voiced by Koichi Yandera. So his claim to fame, he's very well renowned. Uh, he plays Spike Spiegel uh, from Bebop. He plays Beerus from Dragon Ball Super. Togusa from Ghost in the Shell. And also a fun fact, he's also known for play or he's also known for doing the Japanese voiceovers for Jim Carrey okay. and Eddie Murphy. So, <laughs> uh, um, Joker, he's being voiced by Wat- Wataru Takagi. He's really well known uh, from uh, Ikichi Onizuka from Great Teacher Onizuka. And keeping on with the JoJo hype, he plays Okuyasu, okay. which is amazing. I'm so I'm so happy about that. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember seeing like dialogue footage of these two characters. Maybe they saw. Maybe I. Uh, I always. I don't recall. There's maybe like a quick snapshot, but uh, Harley Quinn's showing up in this movie. She's being voiced by Rie Kugamiya. Um, she's really her most famous role is uh, Alphonse Elric from FMA, and Catwoman is being played by Ai Kakuma. Uh, she's done a bunch of uh, secondary supporting character roles, but I think her most prominent role yet uh, was from Food Wars. She plays Mayumi Karase. She's like a childhood friend of Yukihiro Soma. Um, but holy shit, like just just every single every single level of casting and like production, this is like an all star cast, and my mind's just being blown at how crazy over the top. <laughs> And like amazing, this Batman Ninja is taking place. Um, See, I feel like we need this good of a cast and like director for like live action anime movies. For serious, like, and I just, I just uh, want to say that I just like, love the costume design. Like, just a- like what everybody's just wearing is just so good. Like, Joker's got like some like crazy ass mustache and 
red hood <laughs> just has like this tower on his head and cat i love catwoman's mm-hmm. costume uh just i don't know man even even damien's like haircut is just great just everything yeah it's like a mini it's like a it's, it reminds me of the haircut of, of uh oh god uh like lone wolf and cub like 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 so with batman ninja um it's going like full Edo era samurai soku ga- uh, uh uh what's it called um yeah like just Edo period samurai just everyone's all ninjas and samurais and it's it it does it's so freaking good um and I know I, 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 I actually Stan you were mentioning this before like the cast on this is crazy like I did not expect like the cast to be this extensive not just within like the batman verse but you even had a shot of like gorilla grod um like opposed as a shogun um you had like um like a, a really crazy looking penguin clayface showed up in the end um like like red hood robin nightwing um like they're going they're just going all in on on this, and I cannot. I'm just like, yes, just give me everything. This looks so amazing, um, and even <laughs> Batman just. Uh, and there's still a bit of the futuristic, like Batman in the in the end of the trailer. Batman just just rides in on his bat cycle, or like like the Bat Ninja's version, the Bat Pod. It looked so yeah, badass. It's, it's great, and I, I just I love the. It just it looks like the opening of a JoJo anime episode, and it's like obviously because it's directed mm-hmm. by the same person, but like it, it just like that whole style, you know, it just it's like JoJo but Batman, and it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, that's what I forgot. Deathstroke, Deathstroke showing up in that that sweet ass like samurai armor. Oh my god! I mean, just... you can't have a, a fucking ninja movie without. Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh like the like normal like I'm normally I'm I'm kinda wary about CGI like anime. Yeah. I mean there's I mean it, 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 you can have a like, good CGI and bad CGI. Um this one like this one like it's so dynamic and it's done by the JoJo team. Um uh, it's just it just makes it really fresh and new. Like I would, but I wouldn't mind having like traditional two day animated cell animation. But this is a really fresh look. Um, so I, I I'm not complaining. Yeah, me neither. I think it just looks just the the colors and the 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 way that they set up the scenes and just the just the way that they have movement and it just. It's just so good looking. I just can't like when I heard about mm. this, like I was kind of like, all right, it sounds cool, I guess. But then like the more I hear about it, the more I see it. It just looks so fucking awesome. I just can't wait for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm really, I'm really, I'm excited for many reasons. Another reason why I'm excited, like I'm wondering if they're going to do like Easter eggs for like bat, bat manga. Because uh, like for for a long while, uh, there's uh, Batman had a run um, in a manga uh, written by written and drawn by Jiro Kawada, uh, and, and it's all collected now. Um, that it's been lo- localized and translated. Uh, I think the second volume, 
I think it was like maybe like 2015. So they're really easily accessible now. And, um, you know, artists and writers like Grant Morrison uh, took that canon um, and put it into the, and just and uh, well they, they, he Grant Morrison likes to take uh stuff from publication history and treat it as all as canon and he, he loves references and so in his run of Batman I know I think it was like Batman Incorporated uh where Batman was setting up franchises and the Batman of Japan was fighting a very classic villain from the ba- from the Batman manga uh, which is uh, Lord Deathman. So I'm wondering if we're gonna get like a Lord Deathman Easter egg in the movie. Like I'll be, I'll be like, yes, I'm done. Mic drop. Over. I'm, I'm excited. Um, oh, I can't wait. Uh, I think I don't think there's an actual release date yet. But um, all we know is that the DVD and Blu-ray is gonna be released sometime in 2018. So maybe like quarter one. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe March. Um, I'm just that's my guess um, but I can't wait jeez I need it now <laughs> yeah it's yeah <laughs> nothing else to say it just <laughs> looks so exciting just, I mean just just watch the trailer it yeah this is the this is the most excited just, I've been for like a, a direct release of an animated uh, DC movie you know in quite a while and they're usually pretty good quality but like this looks above and beyond even that so can't wait Mm. can't wait um so yeah that's uh we have one last piece of news small piece um so yeah they're um so for a while they've been have dc comics have been releasing comics with the rebirth banner that like half circle thing that comes above every comic and now they're going back to a more traditional sort of banner that has um a little bit of information on each issue so like if it's superman book it'll have superman symbol on it with the issue number and all that stuff and it looks really cool i just i just wanted to bring it up because i thought it looked really cool i my one issue with it is that the green lantern book is blue for some reason like it's the green lantern symbol but it's got a blue background it's it's very strange but it's just like it's it's super minor it's not like a big news story or anything but i just wanted to bring it up because i think they just look they it's, it's something that you don't normally pay attention to, but they did a really good job on it, and I just wanted to highlight that it looked really neat. Aside from... I feel like they changed it up just so that they could have that new change-up for, like, the the bigger number books. Yeah, it'll look really nice on, like, Superman 1000. <clears throat> but actually, yeah. comics, rather. But yeah, it's a, it says DC underneath it. It's got the word universe, issue number, price, and below the the symbol of the hero that's starring in the book. So you get like a an at a glance look of who and what to expect in the book. So that's it's, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. But they got to change Green Lantern to the green because it being blue is just throwing me off real bad. It's kind of weird why they chose know, blue. Right? Like it doesn't make any sense to me. All the other ones, in, in a way, make a sort of sense, except the Green Lantern books. But it, it's super nitpicky, so whatever. And that is all I have to say about that. So, Stan, tell me about your adventures in VR. Um, so <laughs> I was—I didn't really have any plans on picking up a VR headset, but then 
uh, PlayStation and Bethesda announced that they were coming out with a PSVR bundle that had Skyrim VR in it. And as soon as I saw that, I pre-ordered it because what the fuck? Skyrim VR, right? And it came with everything. It came with the headset, the camera, and the move controllers and the game. Um, and I've been playing a lot of VR th- these past two weeks. I played everything from Batman Arkham VR to uh, Skyrim VR to Monsters of the Deep Final Fantasy 15. Uh uh, until dawn rush of blood i've played uh so job simulator vr just like a lot of things across like whatever they have on offer on psvr and it's really really awesome um a lot of people say that you know psvr is like the weakest of the vr headsets and like you know if you really want to experience vr you would get like an htc vive or you would get the oculus rift but i say fuck that because i'm not that picky and this is really awesome for the price because it's the cheapest and what do you expect from a console vr headset except what they offer and i think it's really awesome um this is my longest um period using a vr headset um previously i've used it in like small doses at like public events like the psvr i used at the resident evil 7 booth at comic-con last year and so this is the first time i've been playing it extensively and it's really cool um this is i know like if you're interested in vr you probably heard people talk about this ad nauseum but i this is the first time that i'm experiencing it and i feel like this is for people who have never experienced before and want to hear a little bit about it um there's just there's like this level of immersion and scale that you don't think about when you think about vr like you hear all this news stories and stuff about vr and it's like okay it sounds really cool but like when you put on the headset it's scare stereoscopic 3d so like it looks like you could touch the things in front of you so like when you pick it up and you play skyrim with it you look up at a tree and the tree looks like it's towering over you you know you look in the distance you see a mountain and it looks like it's actually there and you can go and you can climb it which obviously it's skyrim you can but games like Until Dawn Rush of Blood, which normally wouldn't be very scary, become pretty creepy in VR when you're sitting there and everything looks like it's real. And you have somebody do a jump scare on you and like you actually recoil your your body like jumps back because it's like something flying into your face, you know. Um, but yeah, this, I just it's super the headset's super comfortable. The, the new ones come with headphones built in, so it's got 3D sound um oh that's fucking sweet when you're um (sighs) when you're not playing a vr game when you're playing 2d and you're wearing the headset it blows up the screen to like a theater size so it looks like you're playing a game or watching netflix on something the size of a movie screen at a a movie theater and it's you have to like physically turn your head to see the entire screen or you can adjust how big the screen is so you can have it be smaller so you could see it all at once but i really like having it in the theater mode because it's it's really neat and the headphones actually replicate the echoing noise that you would hear in a theater, the way that the sound bounces off. You could reposition the screen wherever you're looking. So I was playing Yakuza zero, like in bed lying on my back and I had the screen as if it were like on the ceiling and I was just playing on like laying down. I had to stop because I was about to fall asleep with the headset on me and I didn't want that to happen. Cause I felt like I'd, I'd wake up in the <laughs> video game anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, then you play something like Resident Evil 7, which I started and I beat that game and it just feels completely different playing it in VR. It's much scarier. Like I knew I knew playing through that game when the scare was 
coming like when the enemies start showing up when the scripted events start happening but i was still really fucking scared to walk inside that house because it's like there and then you walk through the kitchen and you can like pick up the the pot of food and like get down on your knees in real life and like look underneath the table or like lean forward and look inside the the fridge and i walked into that you know that room that has the the lever and the chimney and the tv with the static on it I walked over oh, yeah, to the TV yeah. and I stood up on my bed and I could look over everything in the room as though I was standing like on the chair, like in the corner of the room. And I could look up. That's I looked crazy. up and I, I saw like the wires connecting the TV into the ceiling and like I could see into the ceiling and and looking closer at like pictures on the wall. And it just it just gives you a level of detail that you didn't really notice because you're playing the game 2D. But it's it's a little jarring, and I did have a little VR sickness when I first played, which I think happens to most people when they play VR. Um, but that's gone away mostly, and so I feel pretty normal playing. Uh, I just got Doom VR. I haven't started playing it yet, but I'm super excited to play it. And I'm I'm just noticing that I'm taking a lot, I'm taking my time much more when I play VR games opposed to regular games because it's like it's super detailed in a way that makes you stop because it feels like you're inhabiting this space in real life. So it's like, I'm when I played um, Batman Arkham VR, it's like, I'm fucking standing in Gotham, you know? So I'm, I'm deliberately like taking my time, like examining everything. Like um, Bruce Wayne had a postcard from Selena Kyle, like on this piano and I picked it up and I was just like turning it over and reading it. And it's just like, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's so wild to have that. When I was, when I was playing Arkham VR, I was actually doing the same thing with uh, the batarangs. Yeah. And I was just, like, seeing which angles I was able to throw them in. And, like, any angle that you want, you can basically throw them in. Yeah, it's it's cool. My one my one thing about Arkham VR is I wish it was longer. That's that's the one thing I have for critique in, in the games is that, for the most part, they're really short experiences. But because they, they feel like almost like amusement park rides you want to go back and do it again uh like i beat arkham vr and i just kind of feel like i want to go back and do it again because i just want to look at everything again you know i want to i want to use batman's batarangs and feel like i'm batman again or resident evil 7 is really hard to play because it's so scary in vr you know and i just i love it for that reason i i I don't know if this would replace standard 2D video games, but I hope it grows alongside because I feel like it's a great option and it's super fun to, to just go back and play new games, but also play old games that are like reconfigured for VR, like Skyrim. I haven't played, I think, 80% of Skyrim. You know, I never finished Skyrim. I played it so many times, but I never like played it more than like a dozen hours for whatever reason. But like this, I, it feels super immersive. You know, like I want to play a hundred hours in Skyrim VR because it's it's just crazy, like feeling like you're walking around the world that I played a whole bunch of times, but like in this new perspective. And yeah, I I have I have a lot more games to play. You know, I haven't finished anything besides Arkham VR, so I have a lot more to go back to. Um, I'm still, like I said, I'm waiting to play Doom doom vr i'll probably play that tonight i've also got super hot vr that i'm excited to try and i will definitely be talking about super hot vr in the future uh, because i've been really anticipating that game it's great that i get to finally try it out and yeah that's it 
it's great it's 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 a lot of fun and and it's i don't know i don't know what to say it's a lot of fucking fun <laughs> and if you can afford it or if you can get a good deal on it like a black friday type deal like i would say give it a shot because it's totally worth it for me Stan, so what VR game or what VR concept would you want that's not out yet that you would want to play? Especially uh, for me, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, even, I don't I have an idea for Stan. Point has that really cool uh, gun rifle peripheral, so I want to have that peripheral and just play like VR first person mode and like PUBG. Or some other like, or like, or do like Call of Duty Zombies in that in, in VR? Oh, that would be yeah, sick. I, I think yeah. I would really love to have a new. I obviously this is not gonna happen because of fucking the the troubles Star Wars is having with EA and like all that bullshit. But I would love to have a new Jedi Knight game in VR where you're like a Jedi and you're running around and doing like Jedi shit. Like that'd be awesome. Um, I would like. Like I said, a longer Batman game, maybe some different kind of superhero games. I think the VR is really good at making you feel immersed in a way that's just not possible in 2D. So I feel like I almost want more licensed games on the thing because it's like just really neat to pretend like you're Batman. So I would love to have a Spider-Man in VR. Well, like maybe even a Superman Superman in VR would be great, like flying around and shit. I would love a Green Arrow VR game, so you could just use the like peripheries to like simulate. Oh, that arrows. would be you sick! Do, like parkour, and then I don't know, maybe you could just like swing. You could swing your bow, like swing your periphery, and you just hit someone with your bow. All the yeah, awesome. like I just everything that's coming out, I'm just really and and in the future, like I don't know if it's next year, but you know, Zone of the Enders VR is coming out, so I'm excited to play that. Anything like giant mech related, I'm all about now. Like the idea of playing that in a VR, um, rock and sock. Yeah, whatever. VR. I'll do it. <laughs> um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure VR. Like just just throw <laughs> a bunch of fists really fast. So yeah, like it just it's great. And like Chris, I feel I One Punch Man VR. Yeah, just punch the shit out of something. You would probably really like uh, Skyrim, Chris, because when you're using the the controllers, the move controllers you hold like a weapon in each hand and it it attacks as fast as you can swing your arms basically and it seems really viable for like a a hand-to-hand character because then you could just like throw fists like like star platinum just like (laughs) yeah so come on we need a jojo vr game yeah where you're star platinum and you have to just Pretty beat much. every single people uh, every single stand yeah. up so awesome. I, I don't know like it's only been on the psvr has been on a year and there's a ton of games out for already and i just hope they support it and they bring more stuff because i think it's really neat and yeah it's good stuff do it nice well, thank you Stan. Stan. thank you for, for for telling us about the future that's, that's from you know that's the overview as i play these games more and i form like more final opinions i'll i'll definitely be talking about this in the future especially for something like super hot and doom and when i eventually get around to finishing all skyrim because that game is giant but yeah so far so good hell yeah excellent um oh okay so well we're gonna take a uh a short 
I guess a, a little bit of a detour and talk about housekeeping for the plans for the rest of the year and SMP 2018. So yeah, it's a, it's an exciting time with the holidays. So uh, we're gonna switch some things up. So uh, Stan, yeah. You so what the plan is, um, you're listening to this the week of September 10th. September. I'm sorry, December 10th. Um, the next week, uh, this Friday, the 15th of December is when Star Wars drops. So the plan is to record a Star Wars episode and have it go up the week before Christmas. Um, our, our annual spoiler cast for Star Wars. Um, after that, the week between Christmas and New Year's Eve, we'll um, air our second annual Dragon Ball Evolutions holiday special. Yay! Gotta love those Prometheus. Yeah, I'm gonna, right? gonna try my best. <laughs> we're, we're trying to get Ryan to watch the movie so she can join us. I don't know if, how resistant she's gonna be, but we'll try to have a full house for that one. Um, then we're going to take a break for the holidays. So there, there won't be any episode the first week of January for that reason. And then on the week of January 7th will be the beginning of our, uh, 2017 year in review slash awards show where we'll be getting together and talking about our favorite things that happened this year that we experienced or played or watched or smelled. Uh, <laughs> smell of the year, um, or uh, if if we're going switch related, tasted, tasted. Um, all the senses will be in play when we when we do our year in review. So that's going to happen in the middle of January, and then at the end of January, at some point, it depends on how long the deliberations for our year end stuff takes. Um, anywhere from one to two episodes, usually. We're going to do uh, the beginning of year four of Super Nerd Palace. Four. Four. Oh God. The fourth year is coming. We need to get, we need to bake a cake, an SCP cake, and have an SMP birthday party. We should. Uh, or, Stan, uh, if SMP was a child, it would almost be in kindergarten. Wow. Uh, if, if SMP was a dog, it would not be a puppy anymore. It would be in its adulthood. My God. So basically what I'm saying is that this is the last regular episode of Super Nerd Palace for the year. Um, but we have special, we have a bunch of special episodes coming up that you'll, I'm sure you'll enjoy our Star Wars spoiler cast, our holiday special and our end of the year special when we come back from New Year's Eve. And so I hope you'll join us. It'll be great. Oh yeah! Join us. Subscribe. Um, excellent. Well, thank you, Stan. Um, so we're gonna wrap up this episode with Justice League, a uh, spoiler cast, a discussion session. Um, well, Justice League. Um, it's, it ain't no. It happened. That, mo- <laughs> that movie That's sure did happen, huh? That came out. See. Uh, my- it's it's so unfair to talk about like DC movies. Wonder Woman aside, of course. Like Wonder Woman is like the a most amazing outlier. But like, I know DC it's has his own flavors, and you know at the time with with Snyder, he had his own specific tone and vision. And you know, I think to rate it fairly on its own merits, you know, it should be 
done pseudo in a vacuum, but when you talk about DC movies, it's impossible not to not to get or not to include Marvel movies because they shown what is possible. And especially with T movies, like um I you know, maybe with Age of Ultron, I think that kind of stumbled a bit. But it was still a great movie, and you know, and Civil War was dope. Um, you know, we have Infinity War coming up, um, and I think Marvel just really, really knows how, the the secret sauce of how to make a t- uh, how to make a T movie. And a, a huge degree of success to that is they they took a gamble. They took the time to flesh out uh, this overarching story over 10, 10 something years. And it, it's it's been paying off in increments, and it's going to be paying off royally well with Infinity War. And then DC is just they're like they 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 had they had Superman, they had Batman, they had some more Batman, and they were like, oh shit, we got to catch up to Marvel. And they did the inverse formula, and, and then we got Justice League. Um, and then it's like they're. Their plan was to release Justice League, and then like reverse flesh out every character. Yeah, like work backwards. Yeah. Well, not only not only release Justice League, but release like two Justice League movies. But clearly, I think the second movie got axed, and you know, especially with Snyder stepping down and Joss Whedon taking over, and now we're, the the theatrical cut that we got, it's doesn't seem like there's going to be that. I mean. It, there, there's, there's not this. I, I don't really know where the fate of the DC universe will go after this. I mean, it would have been so perfect if it was a two-parter. Like first, I mean, Steppenwolf. I mean, not the greatest villain, but it's introducing like the Jack Kirby New World stuff or New God stuff, which is awesome. Um, and you know. It pains me so much that Darkseid, his name is only mentioned once. Yeah. And like Darkseid is Darkseid is the is the Thanos of the DC universe. He's like their ultimate baddie and he deserved I he should have been set up in the next movie as like the um as like the ultimate big bad and if these uh well I could talk about it a little bit later more in depth but there's been a bunch of confirmed deleted scenes and like concepts from Zack Snyder's original cut where it's Darkseid was gonna heavily uh, heavily um, uh, premiere in the second movie wherever form that was be and he had some more references and more he actually had like there was actually Darkseid actually shows up um, in his cut uh, which would have been amazing and I think I think this movie squandered that uh, opportunity. Um, I don't know. I I think Justice League had a lot of great moments, like a lot of great just leaking moments. Like, um, especially there's a lot of really cool Batman moments that just really nail what Batman is. Like, you know, the scene where he's 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 talking to Flash and he's like, "Save one person, and you know what you, what to do next." Or like just Batman taking on a parademon, and like the quick flash cuts where like he's just do- dodging, weaving, and like disappearing out of sight. That's so Batman. I love it. I want more of that. Or like even when when he's taking out the first parademon in the very beginning of the movie, 
and like the way he's fighting in Gotham City, like it, it was just I think it looked so amazing. Yeah. But I think those moments didn't save the movie altogether. Um but I don't know how are you guys feeling about it. I know I'm like kind of like bogarting this conversation, but I, I just, just have so many I'm not sure about how it. to like, to think or to feel about it. Like I think as a as a movie, it was fine. Um, there were definitely some moments that I really enjoyed. I feel like the last 20 minutes of Justice League is felt like quintessential Justice League. It felt like the Justice League that I always wanted yeah. to see mm-hmm. on film, especially at the end where you have um Clark moving in to his house again and he's talking to bruce wayne and then at the end where superman and flash have their race like th- that was like some shit that i've been wa- wanting to see on film for so long and so that was awesome but and i just feel like i i know these characters and i know they belong together and they should be on a team and it makes sense that they'd be on a team and everything about that makes sense but for some reason there's like a disconnect when you see it happening in this movie where it's just like i don't feel like they necessarily belong together i feel like this is a little bit more rushed i feel like on the one hand that we don't need all this set up but on the other hand it feels like we do need all this set up and i just i i'm just like with i don't know in my opinion i feel like it was basically bruce and diana forced uh superheroes who weren't really superheroes to like join their team for a better cause and mm-hmm. I know, I know they didn't really have to force the Flash. He was just like deal, um, which I I thought was really funny. I th- I love that character. Movie. Yeah, I think it was really great. Um, but where it comes to the fact of Arthur, um, he like approaches Arthur and like tells him that he needs him for a team, and Arthur's like, "Oh, fuck off," and then out of nowhere, he just kind of like joins them, and it's just like. What? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's more. I feel like I feel like the parts where Aquaman is like super stern and like standoffish. I think that was Snyder's version. And then you know, remember that one scene where uh, Aquaman is sitting on Wonder Woman's lasso and he starts like yeah. dabbling and and like free associating. That's definitely like a Joss Whedon like trope or like For a sure. but i really love so, that one though i love that scene a lot yeah. I, also yeah. one of my favorite aquaman scenes was uh when he saved that guy and brought him into the bar and was like around for both of us mm-hmm. and then uh aquaman's about to leave and he takes the whole whiskey bottle with him and he's like it's yeah. on him and just mm-hmm. walks away i was like yeah, yeah that's that's something aquaman would like do yeah. like Jason Momoa as Aquaman was a perfect casting. Like it, like I, I, you know, like I, DC was riding it so hard. Like, please, Aquaman's cool. We, he's not the super friends, and it's like, yes, this is awesome. This is Jason Momoa is just totally selling as selling Aquaman as like this badass king of Atlantis. Um, and I really get, but I, I think, I think where that that tonal disconnect that Andy is alluding to, I think it's just. You know, two very different tones from two different, very, very different creators kind of yeah. clashing, but still trying to work it out as best as possible under the circumstances. Um, but not, not to say I didn't like that that Wonder Woman Aquaman lasso moment. I thought it was hilarious, but uh, I do agree. Like, 
him just all of a sudden showing up and being gung-ho and really really happy to be on the team was a little bit of a leap but it felt it felt um, a little i also think that it's i think overall just in general it's like they they had to get them together and so there was not a lot of resistance there was some resistance obviously with like cyborg and stuff but they overall like we all knew that they had to get together so they were just going to get together like regardless of whether it really made enough sense for them to at that point I feel like in most ways they were kind of trying to do it like the Marvel Universe uh, where where they were trying to like show a little bit of each character arc and show that they each had like a similar problem that they couldn't overcome on their own. But it was different whereas Marvel did it in like, let's say four movies for four characters this movie tried to do it in one movie for four characters. Mm. So it was like mm. 15 minutes of fame for each person by themselves and then like getting the team yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, if I remember the runtime, the movie was maybe two hours and 10 minutes. And I yeah. felt like, I felt like if they, like, oh my God. I, I, well, Snyder's I just, version is three hours long. Yeah, I feel I felt like even if, if it wasn't a Snyder cut, I feel like this theatrical cut would have benefited at least being like closer to like two hour 45 or like a full three hours because you can flesh out more of those, those really important character dynamic uh, relationship moments. Um, and even like and, they, they've done so much more in this movie with the DC character personalities than they have in any other movie. Like Batman, Batman has always been perceived as this broody, like kind of like down thinking kind of person as Batman. And in this movie, like you get to see a totally different side of Batman where he's like joking with Aquaman about talking to fish. There's this is, it's more of a like a dry humor kind of Batman, like I guess so a little bit closer to Kenway Convoy's yeah. uh, Batman and animated series, which I dug. Although there's this one moment where Batman was like really, really smiling happily, and I was like, uh, I think that's too uh, dialing it too much on the happy. But uh, I mean, Batman has smiled on screen before, like like Val yeah. Kilmer. Well, so I saw this video online <laughs> that was like, "Oh, how the Justice League ruined Batman's character," and I'm like, "And I'm like, no, no, because like when Batman's alone and when he's with his family and when he's like out doing his job in Gotham, he's very." dark and serious and brooding because that's the kind of shit that he has to deal with and like there's there's a lot of serial killers and shit and like a lot of dark shit going on in gotham when he's with the justice league he's with his friends he's hanging out with his friends and he's doing shit that's like so fucking insane that he just has to like find it funny because he's like oh i'm fighting like a space alien now (laughs) like i'm usually fighting this crazy serial killer but here i am so of course it feels like that's what I would do if I was Batman. I would like joke with my friends and, and like, like even even that moment where the Flash is like, "So what's your superpower?" And he's like, "I'm rich." Yeah. I'm just like that is like, that's like he, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it just it doesn't feel like it, it ruined Batman's character. It just highlighted another facet of it. When you read the Justice League comic books, like Batman is very serious and calculating still, but there's still these moments where he's like he's with Clark and they're they're boys you know they're good friends and so they're 
also you have to you have to also figure uh factor in that like the batman that we're seeing right now is batman from dark knight returns and mm-hmm. this is like dark knight returns batman who's never dealt with another superhero period this is like yeah. a dark knight returns batman who only knows gotham so when it comes to him having a team and having people that can support him and that he can support, like I could see why Batman would be grinning or yeah, smiling. It's, it's a little lighter yeah, than he, what he's even though it's like troubling for the whole world. It's like a, a disaster rate waiting to happen. It's just it's a little it's a little like I said, it's, he's not dealing with the Joker or serial killers. He's dealing with like this, you know, this kid who's like really fast and makes jokes and like these people who are way out of his league and and like it's just it's just a different context in which we're seeing batman and he's probably relieved honestly as a character he's like after like 20 fucking years of fighting all this darkness like it's it's nice to be around people who like i don't have to worry about you know because he's always got to worry about robin he's always got to worry about alfred and gordon and like everybody around him this is the one time where people kind of actually have to worry about him for once you know like because he's the most fragile one Yeah, and he's learning. To, he's learning to like trust again. He's learning to try try to be a little bit more human and less cold. I mean, uh, you know, like the entire crux of this movie is, you know, Batman learning the error's ways and, you know, aiding ha- having a hand in getting Superman killed. So he's trying to honor his memory, trying to go through this redemptive arc, and you know, in his interactions with Wonder Woman, uh, who represents like this this symbol of like ultimate optimism uh in a way uh, he's even softened by that relationship with her and you know the, he batman's just dealing with a, a facet that he probably never knew he had before just or severely neglected because like like like, uh, like you guys were saying he's in gotham it's it's a grim and dirty place and he has to toughen up because um you know it survival of his him and his family and, and the entire city depends on it so um but yeah that's, that's a really that's a really awesome way to think about his character and emotional evolution um i think like just league is is at its best when it's like highlighting these characters because i think for casting purposes and like how they're portrayed as sing- singular characters i think they do a really good job like i i buy i buy aquaman you know like i get it like i don't have to be convinced that, that uh jason momoa is is aquaman he's he's aquaman to me right i don't i don't really have to buy ben affleck as batman like he doesn't look at when i see him on screen i don't see ben affleck i see bruce wayne you know i see an older bruce wayne i i see yeah. you know gal gal gadot as wonder woman so i think they do a really good job and these characters feel believable to me as as i know them as as from the comics and stuff and and uh, the animated shows so but like for some reason i think it's probably because they had the rush and they didn't have the time to like establish these characters on their own that it does it doesn't it there's like a part of it that feels like it's missing or like it the mm. what's there might feel genuine but we know that the reason why this is happening in the first place is because they want to piggyback off the success of the avengers so even even though yeah. they're doing their best to make this feel like we want it to feel and have these characters be believable it's still like at the very core of it like 
money motivated. So there's just like a, a slight feeling of it being off. You know, Marvel obviously did it because they wanted to make money, but also when they did it, this was like not a proven success. They were taking a huge chance. And so the only way they could succeed is by being genuine and having these characters we care about and establishing them. And even even before that, Marvel had failed a bunch of times. Daredevil, um, the Blade movies, as great as they were, they weren't much of a success to continue. X-Men 3. Uh, X-Men 3. Uh, Fantastic 4. So Marvel has also taken these these chances. And uh, Marvel has had the chance to like fail with them. But Marvel's also figured out a formula that works. And to me, what DC needs to do is take the formula that they used to create Wonder Woman... And use that, implement that in their movies. And and you 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 started to see that course correction in Justice League. Like like the, the, the I I'm pretty sure they did more Wonder Woman <clears throat> scenes in the reshoots and um and I think I think they ha- Wonder Woman had a pretty hopeful vibe and you could uh you could see that um it was there was actual color. Like, so, like <laughs> the color palette is like a, is a bit brighter in Justice League and. Superman's new costume at the end is significantly brighter compares to its yeah. old, its older one if you take uh, compare them side by side so there's they're they're doing course corrections I think I I I I mean Warner Brothers and DC I, uh, you know one of the biggest bottom lines is dollars and I hope that you know even the, I hope they don't beat themselves too much about it cuz I you know it Marvel, Marvel Studios, Marvel Entertainment, you know, they, they built the house that they're standing on, like, over 10 years. And uh, when, when did Menace still come out? Like, 2010? It was... Or, uh, it was 12? a few years ago. It was definitely... It was probably 2012, honestly. I don't I don't know for sure, but I think, okay. I think that sounds about right to me. I mean, so, technically, right now, they've had, like, half the time Marvel has invested. So, I... I really hope they don't get discouraged and like just stop doing DC uh, universe movies altogether. I mean, you mean we we have the the Batman standalone movie. We got a big tease with that. Like Deathstroke shows up, but we know Deathstroke's the villain of that movie. And I know there's a, we covered the news about Martin Scorsese um, and like a Leonardo DiCaprio Joker Joker. They're movie. they're working on a standalone I mean, Harley so, Quinn movie too. Oh yeah, Shazam! Yeah. Shazam's uh, also a movie. They uh, Zachary Levi. Josh, Josh Whedon's working uh, on Batgirl. Uh, so I mean, there's there's gonna be more DC movies, that's for sure. But is there gonna be Justice League? Yeah. I hope so mm-hmm. because I think they did a lot of work to do the course correction. And I feel like by the end of the movie, it works, and I I I buy them as a yeah. Justice League by by the very end. I mean. Maybe, maybe this movie didn't uh, work per se as like a entirety and like as an origin story for them. Uh, but I feel like like a sequel, I'll already have them established as the Justice League in my head, yeah. and they won't have to do any origin. And the teaser at the end of the credits 
where they they tease the Legion of Doom. Yeah, that looks all. I I, I want that to happen. Yes, yes, I, and I that stroke looks I, amazing. Yeah. I want Legion of Doom. I don't want Injustice League. I don't want Injustice Gang. I want Legion of Doom. Just lean into the camp. Do it. Have yeah. the actual Darth Vader helmet looking underwater base and just go just go for it. And I I want fucking mech suit Lex Luthor. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Powered by Kryptonite. Yes. I want all that. Yes. There's yes. also that that well, can we um, take one minute just to acknowledge how fucking weird it was they spent the middle of that movie digging up Clark's body and dumping him in like a pool of water. <laughs> oh, yes, I, like, I plan on talking a, about this. There was like this. a five minute scene of Gallows humor where Flash, who could dig, he could dig out the, t- the 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 tomb in like one second flat, but it's just him and Cyborg just cracking jokes in the middle of the night digging up his, and his like grave. them carrying like the gray dead body of clark like, what the fuck? Uh, like so guys Why? can you, can, do- can we just talk about one thing real quick all right so when when they said that they needed like a power source and the flash was like well i can conduct the lightning or electricity my first thing was Oh shit, Flash is gonna throw a thunderbolt at this shit. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be fucking awesome. And then he like poked it and I'm like, wait, what? Where's and my that dumb like shot of Lame. like <laughs> that dumb shot of like uh Greg Gusta Greg You have that that stupid shot of like the the picture of Pa Kent like <laughs> like flying out of his hand like that's like why was he buried with that picture like he's like the worst i hate that guy uh, also like one why didn't they call cw and try to get tips on how to throw lightning from their flash and two how much time passed after clark's burial because he looked pretty pristine like well was it literally I, a I would imagine after? i would imagine he can't yeah because it's it's a corpse but it's a kryptonian corpse so i feel like none of the bacteria can like get to his body yeah i, I just okay i feel like that's yeah I, yeah okay not <laughs> superman non-confirmed but it feels like that's the answer to me i mean i i get that he hasn't been exposed to yellow sun mm. but I don't know. At the very least, well, I guess they they try to fix that with the, the Kryptonian birthing chamber or the embryo. Like it's like, oh yeah, there's there's probably like Kryptonian nutrients in here that'll help. help yeah, at the very least, like it probably know. if he does decay, it would probably take a really long time. Like he probably not like forever, yeah. but like it'd probably be much longer. So it's probably it makes more it makes sense in a, in a way in a weird comic book way of why he wouldn't be like decomposed or whatever, but. It's oh, got to be weird that he just like yeah. came back to life, and I was like, I love that they made the pet cemetery joke because that's that's the yeah. whole vibe that I was getting when he came back, and I'm like, some, there's gonna be something off about him, like at some point, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. I I do also want to critique one thing, and it bothered me very much in the movie. Why does Flash look like he's ice skating? because <laughs> he's running so fast it's uh, just he's gliding practically it, but, glided, I who knows but Grant speed Gustin skating. Grant Gustin pulls off like the speed run so well and I feel like like the Ezra Miller one was 
kind of like i don't know it's, it's weird yeah uh although that yeah he looks like he was like slow motion skiing it's just like, like looks really awkward although one of the best just leaguey justice leaguey scenes ever was when Flash is running around and then and they're trying to wrestle down evil Superman and Superman's eyes are like tracing. Yeah, and he turns <laughs> around. And Flash is like, holy shit. And then and then they had like this this the super fast slow motion fight. It was like that was Yeah, really that dope. was a great scene too. One of my favorite scenes was also shortly after that, uh where where Superman is like holding Bruce in a chokehold, like up in the mm. air. And he's like, no, we need you. And he's like, yeah, but do we need you? She's <laughs> oh. like, oh, this is and some he was dark like, do you shit. Bleed? Do you bleed? It's there's so a lot bad. of great scenes in this movie, but there's just there's also a lot of like stuff that's like yeah, so so or like doesn't hit like, really what? well. Is it just me or I, did you guys not want Lo- Lois Lane scenes like I did? I thought it was just a waste I, of time. It just that's I. I know she's important, but it's like uh, she felt more like a plot device than like a fully realized character. Like it just seemed like there needed to be some sort of like connection to Man of Steel and to Lois, who is like a big part of Batman, Superman, and even even uh BVS. That one scene where uh where the Flash comes from the future and tells uh bruce that lois is the key there's theories now that like that wasn't him saying that lois was the key to get superman she was the key to like stop superman's rampage yeah yeah okay so like there's like this weird theory on that which kind of makes sense uh yeah like i she just seemed like we needed her character to calm clark down enough to make him see reason i guess um yeah to like snap him back to his, his normal self so i yeah it is it is what it is mm. i think mm. i feel like batman could have did that with like a kryptonite battering <laughs> <laughs> i feel like uh, from now on uh, from so now I- on we i don't want a Superman movie or a Batman movie. We just need more Justice League movies. Just make Justice League movies. How about that? No no standalones yeah. at this Yo, point. I I want I want what's it called? Justice League Tower of Babel or Justice League War, uh the animated movie as a movie. Just where Justice where, League like, Doom. Yeah. Or is it is that Doom? Yeah, it's what it's uh, uh the comic uh, Tower of Babel. Rachel Ghoul takes down the entire league because he steals Batman's contingency yeah. plans on the other league members, and it'll be just an entire movie of everyone trashing on Batfleck. I want that. I mean, awesome. All right, speaking, I just have to bring it up because um, you bringing that up reminded me of when I was watching the uh, the CW DC crossover, mm-hmm. and uh, Oliver Queen has a Kryptonite arrow. And they asked him oh, why man. he has a kryptonite arrow. He's like, well, I need a contingency plan. And I was like, wow, this is so Batman-like. It's yeah. insane. I mean, Green Arrow, the CW Green Arrow is basically Batman. Yeah. But they can't use Batman. So, I mean, so they have Green Arrow, which I mean, it really works. It's still a, like, a billionaire who mm-hmm. who just pays money mm-hmm. for gadgets. Yeah. 
Actually, uh, I was listening to Geek History Lesson, which is a great podcast, and I was listening to their two-parter uh, Justice League episode, and it was really funny because um, I think it was um, the early... Oh, it was like a big surprise. It was like in one of the early runs of... Or it was either one of the early runs or it was uh, Grant Morrison's JLA run, but there was a secret benefactor t- to fund all the Justice League uh, operations, and like the the common sense answer you would think it's Bruce Wayne, but actually uh, Oliver Queen was funding all of the Justice League stuff for a, for like a really really long while. So I was like, oh, that was really cool. So, um, so I wanna I wanna bring it back to Zack Snyder. Um, so I think it, by now, well, by the time this episode comes out, I think it'll be a month. But there was a petition that uh, a Zack Snyder Justice League cut uh, should be released. And I think eventually it will be released. Um, even if it, it would, even if it wasn't completely filmed, maybe if some shots were like, uh, storyboards, uh, I would be fine with that. Um, but there was a recent episode of Fat Man on Batman. So Kevin Smith's, uh, Batman slash nerd news podcast. Um, and he, they're doing a more live Q and A show for us now, and they had like a very significant part where audience members who got to see a very early cut of the Justice League movie, um, they basically broke their NDAs and started talking about a bunch of deleted scenes that never made it to the movie. Um, so in terms of like macro level uh, beats, like in Snyder's version. Um, like a major plot device, um, tied into the nightmare Batman scenarios we saw the dream sequence we saw in Batman versus Superman. Uh, they 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 jump back to that, and um, apparently, uh, during this invasion, uh, our ongoing conflict was that Steppenwolf and the Justice League were going to race to revive Superman and bring him to, to their side. Um, and uh, there's this very significant scene where um, um, Superman eventually sides with the League. Um, they're going to fight in Steppenwolf. And Steppenwolf uh, tries to tempt Superman to joining his army. Uh, and it goes to this dream sequence. Uh, and this dream sequence, Darkseid freaking shows up. And it's like, holy shit, why was not that there? Um, and it would set up, it would set up perfectly for um, um, the the second movie. Uh, going on to this point, one of the audience members also mentioned that it wasn't a complete build of Darkseid, but in the end, uh, like, like I guess maybe a mid-credit scene, um, Steppenwolf gets boomed to back to Apocalypse, and a dark side himself steps out and kills Steppenwolf. And he's like, and Darkseid is like, well, now that the Kryptonian has returned, I must see him for myself. And like, is like, holy shit, Darkseid is gonna come to Earth now. And the other big mind blowing thing that would have massive implications throughout, like, I guess, like the rest of the Justice League movies, especially this one and like any future ones, um, they had they had a really great callback where uh wonder woman was was or i think it was wonder woman or like the, the, the mascarians were recounting the history of the mother boxes and we saw uh, a green lantern 
show up. He he gets killed. The ring flies off. Um, and that would have been great to like introduce Hal Jordan or just or uh, into this universe. But they confirmed that in this post credit scene, uh, Bruce Wayne's like sleeping at his lake house, and he's awakened by a green light. And um, he wakes up and standing before him are two Green Lantern members, one of them being Kilowog. And it's like, holy shit, why didn't you do that? That would have been awesome. And that made me, that makes me really sad. Like, that could have been a, a great way to, you know, introduce a Green Lantern. I mean, I guess they technically did, uh, both with that trailer line, but they, but they never used it. Whereas, like, no gods, no Superman, no lanterns. And... But I'm really glad glad they they at least reference it in that flashback scene. But just do like a backdoor, a backdoor, you know, pitch, uh, just like in that post credit scene. That'd be so awesome. And then eventually, I feel like you could build up to the magnificent, magnificent seven, oh, magnificent seven lineup. Like for me, you know, like that's like one of the greatest like lineups of all time. You got Bat, Supes, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, and Aquaman. And the Flash, um, and it really upsets me. Like you know, that we don't have a Green Lantern, um, and and even in Martian Manhunter, because like years ago, David S. Goyer was giving he was he was saying at Comic Con, "No, I'm not going to do Martian Manhunter. That's stupid." And then they, and then on Supergirl, meanwhile, they're doing they're killing it with Martian Manhunter. So anyway, uh, I just want to get your thoughts of like what what like what. Like what uh, on, on, on these like what 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 do you want out of the Zack Snyder cut like 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 what excites you about that and you know if you could do your own Justice League movie like what lineup would you have um I guess like some other scenes from the Snyder cut like there was an extended scene with Cyborg on his origins how he got injured and how his dad was doing experiments on him um there was more scenes with Aquaman like talking with Mira um. <coughs> Uh, I go just go to listen to that that episode of Batman on Batman's the latest one. They go pretty hardcore in depth into all the scenes that were cut out or removed altogether. And I think I th- I mean Zack Snyder's left due to unfortunate circumstances, and we can't blame him for leaving. But I really would like to see his vision in in full. But I'd like to get your thoughts on that. I agree. Um... I would love to see his cut and the only issue that I have with it is that I feel like it'll be a lot grayer movie. Mm. It won't be well, as have Snack Sider definitely, but I have like more producers to, you know, keep him in line. Like you know, by all means have Joss Whedon work on it or some other, you know, directors yeah. just to um, keep it keep it keep it in within the lines you know, i mean so honestly i feel like the the darker tone and like the darker dc tone works for things like watchmen and and batman but as for a justice league movie uh it's obviously not gonna work uh so you know so seeing justice league movie taika watiti he should from thor he should, he should direct everything <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> Um, yeah, I just, I'm afraid that, like, Snyder's cut will just be a lot darker, um, and, and less jokey, and, like, lighthearted to break all of this, like, intense 
heat that Steppenwolf is bringing. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like that's something that you need, especially in like uh, a superhero, like the world is fucking doomed type shit. And especially when it comes to characters like the Flash and Aquaman. Yeah, I agree. I just, the only thing that seems glaring to me is the Green Lantern stuff. You know, I just need more. I need more. That's just, that's the biggest omission from the Justice League for me is, is some representation from the Green Lantern Corps. And I feel like there needs, I, I was really excited that there was that flashback scene that had a Green Lantern in it. But I think it's most, we're mostly missing like a member of the core, like on the justice league, because they're like, they're the space yeah. cops and they, we need a space cop on the justice league. And yeah, especially that Steppenwolf is from space. Yeah. Like they, yeah. he should have been on like the radar of the green lantern core from the get go. And I think dark side to set up a future movie, but I think like we already got that for the Legion of doom. So I, I feel like it might've been too much to have two setups for two different kind of villain threats in the future though. I don't know. I don't know. I, I like dark side, but I like the Legion well, of doom more. So I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the Legion of doom is something in the far future, like maybe another movie or yeah. two. Uh, and I feel like Darkseid is going to be the next focus, the next big bad, because that came straight from Steppenwolf's mouth. Yeah, makes sense. But so, I really did um, like that that teaser for the Legion. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really good. Like Jesse Eisenberg, he's actually bald and being creepy and weird and. Uh, I just I fucking I just, love I just Jesse Eisenberg. Loved, like after he says I will have a league of own, he snaps his fingers and like 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 the yacht starts like rocking really turbulently and like the Legion of Doom headquarters just rising from the water and like both of them enter it. And, like that'll be so cool. <sighs> so what what was your uh, my, my, what are your final thoughts on this movie? Uh, um would you rate it if you could rate it? I would get like three out of five watchtowers. I, I like we said before, there's a lot of really cool Justice League character moments. I think each member got their moment to shine, definitely. But I think those moments could collectively save the movie altogether. From there was like some janky tone, tonal shifts, and didn't quite sync up and um i don't i think steppenwolf was a very generic villain uh he's also a pretty obscure villain but i i'm at least glad that he was included so they could start introducing the new god stuff but i mean if i could switch out a villain i would love it if maybe they could keep the mother box stuff but like i don't know maybe have granny goodness like step onto the world and like also and still have um allegiance of parademons and as she's defeated like and she's about to i don't know she's 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 on her last hp and then um and all of a sudden like dark side like appears out of nowhere and like takes her and punishes her and he's darcy's like i'll be back and then and, and for you guys and oh it's so good i i would love i would really love it like granny goodness or, or someone more prominent in the new god apocalypse family hierarchy would have been the main villain but 
that being said, I feel like granted goodness to the mainstream audience would have been a kind of a deep cut, but I mean, Stephen Wolf himself is kind of a deep cut because, like, mm-hmm. my friend, my friends after I watched the movie with them, they all like looked at me because they they know super nerd pals, yeah. and uh, they were just like, "So, do you know who Stephen Wolf is?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I have an idea of who he is." I'm like. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about him, but I I definitely know of him, and uh, they were just basically telling me that they knew nothing of him. Yeah, I'm not so, super familiar on that whole section of like DC comics lore and history. So like even me, who's like I've been so, reading forever, like Steppenwolf is still like I've heard the name for sure, but like I just yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I feel I, like if they went as deep cut as Steppenwolf, they they had no real cares on like mm-hmm. how deep of cuts they do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think I think you should go see it. I I think in terms of, a, of like T of a of a T movie, like it's no Civil War, but it's the first time I think live action. Well, no, wait. Well, I mean, there's Smallville. There's a lot of Justice League stuff building up in Smallville. Um, and even like the cw crossovers like that's basically a four-hour justice league movie i think it's worth a watch but um i I just just be warned or just prepare yourself like there's gonna be some changing moments but yeah yeah how about you guys i agree um you wanna you wanna give your take? Yeah, stuff? I think it's I think like I said I think it's an okay movie. Like I for I feel like I was more excited and hyped for for this idea and this setup back when it was Batman v Superman. Like I, but now that we're here at Justice League, I just feel like some of the wind was taken out of its sails or something. Like I I'm not sure what the reasoning is, but I just did not feel nearly as. Like sort of compare how I felt for Justice League versus how I felt for Avengers when that was first coming out, or like how we all feel for Infinity War. It's just like it's just night and day, you know. It just I love that they're together, and I'm glad that they're together, and that we finally got a proper Justice League on screen in some fashion. I just think there could have been a better way to to do it overall even if we had to wait five more five more years for the actual justice league but i i don't know i just i think it's okay and i think i think it's worth a watch if you're a fan of the dc comics superman batman etc but you might want to wait for it to come out on dvd like that's you know i don't know if it's necessarily something you need to run out and go see now like i felt i felt more like you should go out and see Batman v Superman, but now that we're here at Justice League, I'm kind of like, you know, at this point, why don't I just wait, <laughs> wait to watch it, like rent it or something, and see if you like it. Um, if I had to recommend one DC movie for people to watch, it would be Wonder Woman. You know, yes. Like if you're yes. if you're going to watch one of the of the modern DC like connected universe movies, it would be Wonder Woman, and like that's it. Um, I still like Batman v Superman. I like this movie and I thought it was good, but like not great necessarily. I feel like if they do a sequel, if they bring the Justice League back again, then I think they would do a much better job. And I think the movie overall would be much better. I hope like my hope is at the end of the day that this Justice League is DC's version of Age of Ultron. 
and that from here we can go up. That's my hope. Because Age of Ultron was good, but it wasn't my favorite. And everything else from Marvel that I, I generally like. And so I hope the same thing for this movie. That good, but I hope that there's better in the tank for the future. What's your what's your rating? Okay, out of ten. <laughs> okay, is that even enough? <laughs> okay, out of five. However, you want to do that. Well, right, right in the middle. So two point five. Yeah. Um, how about you? I was definitely gonna rate it uh, two point five uh, out of five watchtowers. Um, basically, all of the reason you guys hit it on the head and just as Stan said I have high hopes that like the next Justice League movie will will be great because of the no rushed setup everything's already set up all you have to do is just follow a storyline yeah yep <laughs> from here it should be easy that's the hope that's that's that is the hope for sure but that being said, I also hope that DC doesn't decide to like stop uh, with the superhero movies. I agree, uh, especially since Wonder Woman was so amazing. I, I want the universe uh, to be I feel connected. Like they can definitely do another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it should definitely be connected. I think, I think DC, I think it's DC is really smart. Like, I, I feel like they could have their cake and eat it too. They could do like independent elseworld style movies like the scorsese movie uh the scorsese joker movie but they could still have like this extended universe movie i think yeah. they could do both it's that could be dc's thing that's like their thing yeah 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 like also, i feel like this justice league is i i love everyone who plays each character mm-hmm. um but i feel like if they also did stuff like that like like a live action under the red hood mm-hmm. or or like like they're doing flashpoint mm-hmm. like that that's all great and it would be all great to have like those like little standalone movies and then just have these justice league movies every few years mm-hmm. yeah it'd be just do how disney does you have a star wars every year you could have like you know you have a I don't know, like one year could be Superman Red Sun or Speeding Bullets or Batman Vampire. And then the next year it will be Justice League Tower of Babel or uh Justice League uh what's a what's another great just Oh, uh how about introducing the Martian Manhunter with one of the most amazing storylines? It was like uh uh, there was like the first arc of Grant Morrison's JLA, where a bunch a bunch of w- evil white Martians, uh, like try to take over the world, and like Batman like single handedly kills them all <laughs> with like like a bug spray and a match. That's how he, that's how he defeats them. It's like it's awesome. Oh, I love it. It's so good. I also would like to see um, storylines, maybe even like if they could. Uh, do like a crisis of two earths and uh, cross over, well, yeah, do the, cross do over the, the CW with uh, the DC cinematic universe. I think that would be so fucking yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. I, from a legal standpoint, like the logistics required would be insane. 
but not really. They can do it. They can CW, do it. CW is owned by Warner Brothers. Oh yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, so that's, there's no uh, logistic standpoint. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Disney's trying to negotiate with Fox to buy back like Fantastic Four and Incredibles and all their other movie properties. Yeah, like Warner, Warner Brothers has, Brothers has this in already. their hand and they can do it. They're just like, nah. WB, you're lazy. <laughs> no, you 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 can fix you can fix the universe. You can do this. You can I fix want the multiverse. a. Justice League versus Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yo, I want Justice League. Uh, well, I, th- I think it's still going on, but Justice League slash Power Rangers is still going on. So make that into a movie as well. Please. It'd be awesome. Didn't Warner Brothers also do Power Rangers? I don't know. I thought it was like legendary. Oh, like it Lionsgate. might it might have been Lionsgate, actually. Yeah, it was Lionsgate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, mm. yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. Also, I wanna, I wanna mention. I felt, you know, what? I'm, I'm, I'm bumping down my rating two point five because I just remembered that I'm really mad at how Superman got revived. Because I want a black suit crypt. Uh, I want a black suit Superman in a Kryptonian battle suit, rising out of the water and, uh, and like going onto the coast of Coast City. I wanted, I wanted like giant Superman Krypton mech battle fighting. I don't know, Dark Side or Steppenwolf <laughs> or something like that. But no, no. He just dropped into a pool, and they and they 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 dropped the battery into it. That's how he, that's how he came back to life. I'm sad now. Anyway, end rant. I want I want Man of Steel 2's main villain to be the regenerated body of Pa Kent as Cyborg Superman because that picture that picture hit yes. the water too when the battery hit it so they like reconstruct Pa <laughs> Kent but he's like half machine half Kryptonian <laughs> yes. I I want I want Man of Steel 2 minus Wolverine because <laughs> Wolverine featured in like the first half an hour of that movie yeah uh, yeah um Man, yeah, Metal Steel 2. Uh, I don't know, Brainiac would be an awesome villain. Um, Superman, would be really awesome. Superman not, has so many villains he can do. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> yeah we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see what happens. I mean, on the horizon, Wonder Woman 2 is definitely coming. Shazam's definitely coming. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. keep you informed sure will. on the future. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So thank you everyone for listening to episode 139 of Super Nerd Pals podcast. Um, so if you enjoyed anything that we talked about, uh, Justice League or Batman Ninja or PSVR, uh, please tweet at us or just message us about it. We love talking to you guys. So you can find us on Twitter at Super Nerd Pals. You can find us on Facebook at supernerdpals.com slash group slash Super Nerd Pals. Uh, you can uh, send us an email at pals at supernerdpals.com. Uh, you, can f- uh, you can also tweet at us individually. So you can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O Ninja for Hire. You can find me on Twitter at Sweet Justice One. You can One. find me on Twitter at Stan Doom. And you can find Ryan on Twitter at the underscore red underscore horror. Uh, you can find this podcast on any podcast player of you choosing. So uh, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, 
Um, and we, you can also plug in our handy dandy RS, RSS feed into your podcast player of your choice. Um, if you listen to our show on iTunes, uh, leave us a leave us a like, a rating, um, positive review, some positive feedback. We always like to improve the show, make it better. Um, so that that feedback really helps, and rating it on iTunes really helps with being more visible on the iTunes charts and the mysterious algorithm that governs it. Um, and um yeah like we said before we have a lot of exciting episodes coming up uh we're gonna have our yearly star wars spoiler cast uh this time for the last jedi uh we're gonna have our um holiday tradition where we subject ourselves to watching dragon ball evolution and and cracking jokes and i don't know unveiling some deep inner truths of the universe about it uh this time with ryan uh if all if all goes well and you know, in January we're gonna have our year, our year in review episodes. So these are really exciting episodes to look forward to. So smash that subscribe button and stay tuned. Hell yeah, he- hell yeah. So until then, peace out, Cub Scout. Thanks, Thanks for, listening. for listening. Peace. <laughs>